You're listening to The Weird Sisters, Harry Potter Reread, Episode 15. On today's show, we discuss Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Chapters 7, 8, and 9. Hello and welcome to The Weird Sisters. I'm Danielle. And I'm Allison. And today we are back in it with the Prisoner of Azkaban. Uh, Before we get started, I wanted to tell you, we got a response from a listener. Do you remember when we were talking about the Sneakoscope and we were trying to decide what in the world it was going off for? Yes. Okay, well, we missed, like, the most obvious reason that the Sneakoscope is going off. Or maybe you said it and I just missed you. I don't remember. (laughs) Okay, were we being dumb? Well... They, sh- they were saying that it's going off because of scabbers. Oh. But but how does that make sense? Because scabbers is in there the whole time. Yeah. I, I kind of like the image that it's just Lupin. My theory that Lupin is just faking sleeping because I think that's adorable. I don't think that's real. But that makes more sense plot-wise that it would be scabbers. Like, does Scabbers wake up or do something? Why is uh, it all of a sudden? I don't know. I mean, this is the first time the sne- we could conceivably say that the Sneakoscope is, like, in close proximity to Scabbers. Except he's in the compartment the whole time. It doesn't go off right away, does well, it? you know, it's something called dramatic effect. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a reasonable suggestion, which we probably should have brought up. Well, we didn't think of it, clearly. No. And in these chapters, there's a lot of... Um, scabbers hint hint nudge nudge yeah he's he's definitely mentioned way more especially than the previous book yeah yep but we'll get to that so we begin our chapters with the boggart in the wardrobe is the chapter title Mm -hmm. and it's just stupid malfoy why does he (laughs) even have to be in these books he's the worst (laughs) because he's the in school enemy yeah, he's awful. And well, there's that. He's not just being awful to Harry now. He's, you know, pretending how woefully injured he is to get Hagrid in trouble. That's because he's a little prick and he wants to have influence over everything and say how important his daddy is and how this is, you know, everyone's going to hear about this. Yeah, he is really impressed with his father. So he's using this to his best advantage. As any good Slytherin would. Yes, that's true. And having everyone else cut up his potion ingredients for him. Well, there's also the little thing, the comment he kind of makes about, you know, it's not the only benefit getting Hagrid sacked. It's so he can have people coddle him and to show his power. And apparently this is attractive to... What's her name? Pansy? The only Slytherin woman ever? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, but I just had to no- point out that they're making a shrinking potion, okay? Uh-huh. What exactly are the uses of a shrinking potion? Being awesome? In what way? Honey, I shrunk the kid. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe... It can be you... I don't know. Maybe your head's too big. You went a little smaller. Malfoy needs some. (laughs) I don't know if the physical size of his head is large. (laughs) Uh, 
Though I did, I mean, I th there's got to be a lot of things that the use is not obvious and or it's potentially bad or malicious. But because you can do them, you do them. That's right. The only use I could come up with was like, what if you're moving? You could shrink all your stuff. <laughs> you could fit it in your car. But does it have to be taken by a living thing? I don't know. See, putting it on living things seems really scary. I thought it was a very not cool that Snape was like, I'm going to feed this to your toad. That was awful. He is a terrible person. And I know <laughs> that lots of people love Snape. And yeah, yeah, he's complicated, blah, blah, blah. But that is awful. So why is your toad in potions class? Well, who else is going to be Neville's friend? <laughs> he needs to be oh. his toad. But yeah, that's like the moment where I'm upset and kind of nervous for him. Because, wait, I guess he does shrink it and then he sets it back. But still, like, Snape would be the one to shrink your toad and then just leave it. Yeah, it would. Of course, Hermione then gets in trouble because she's the one who fixed Neville's potion. Yeah, that's that's the even more atrocious thing, is Hermione, for being knowledgeable and helpful and nice, is punished. Which Snape will do to her again in these chapters. When he's... Yeah, and he, he always... Maybe it's more in this book, or I don't know. But it's like, okay, she's being a little bit of an obnoxious know-it-all, but you still are asking the question, you're getting angry that no one knows when she knows. So, like, just call on her. Why is it that hard? Yeah. Well, Snape finds everything about life hard, frankly. <laughs> Which is honestly why I think he should be meaner to Slytherins, too. If that's his defense, that life is hard, then... Shouldn't he be universally mean? Yeah, and I, I, I still am conf a little confused about his relationship to Draco. Like, why is does he, he like him? Is he is he pretending because that's what he's supposed to do? I mean, it is a good cover, right? If he's pretending, like that's a smart move. Wait, why is that helpful? Because he is gonna need. The Malfoys to think that he really is s still a Death Eater. And you think he's planning that way way back now? Well, I don't know. Okay, I mean it's not it's not terrible. Or he's just because maybe I... it's less so about positioning himself for some big final thing, but just knowing where. Like, knowing where power is, almost? Yeah. I don't know. I find knowing, like, Snape's... Where Snape goes and, you know, his true backstory, I find his relationship to Malfoy confusing. And I yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we'll get more clarity as we move further on. But then Malfoy obviously knows more about Black than Harry does. Yeah, because he's kind of taunting Harry about... If it was me, you know, I'd be out looking for him. Which is what Arthur warned Harry about. Yes, but no one wants to tell him the specifics. So is this... But this mouth or this knowledge would be exclusive to Malfoy? Right, this is not common knowledge, right? Or is it? No, it is. But why does it... Does Ron know? It seems like Ron doesn't know. Or if he 
does. I guess he took Arthur's lecture very seriously. I don't know. That doesn't seem like Ron. He just must not know. Probably not. I mean, he was he wasn't alive. Someone would have to explicitly tell him. And he's not exactly a history buff. But the general population wouldn't know that Black was after Harry or was originally supposedly out to kill his parents. I don't necessarily think like the whole secret keeper thing would necessarily be widespread knowledge. Yeah, people think he's crazy because of the scene on the street. Yeah. But yeah. Malfoy with his folks knows that. Yeah, I think that's reasonable to assume. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Though we didn't... It's funny because Harry doesn't really pursue this. He's kind of confused and then lets it go. Yep. Well, you know, Malfoy being Malfoy. And it's a little too early in the book to know that. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh. But then as we're leaving class, we get a little hint of what Hermione's been up to. Yeah, she's, you know, behind them, and then she's not. She has extra books, all of that. Yeah, tucking the time-turner down the front of her robes. Mm-hmm. And Ron even verbalizes it for us, like, kind of think there's something she's not telling us here. Yeah, and th- those two boys, though, are just really too caught up in their own affairs to think too much about what weirdo Hermione's up to, especially if it's just about class. How come Hermione doesn't have female friends? Because they don't want to be her friend. Okay. telling me the only reason Hermione has friends ever is because of the troll. Well, it didn't hurt. (laughs) I mean, I think she becomes friends with Ginny later on. Yeah. Okay, but at this point, like, do you remember when you first read this, were you suspicious of Hermione? Or did you think anything of it? You know, as I've said before, I'm not a suspicious reader. Yeah. And probably not. Like, I probably, like, read that line and thought, huh? And then immediately forgot about it and didn't read anything else into it. Right. Because there's other things going on. Yeah. What about you? I... I mean, now it seems so obvious. (laughs) But again, I don't... Like, we don't have any basis to think that... Even though we're in this magical world, our knowledge does not expand to time manipulation. Yeah. So, no. I Probably not. Yeah. No, I remember being extremely surprised when we actually find out what she's doing and it's like Mm -hmm. wait you got a time turner (laughs) those exist and you got them for class yeah yeah which is a whole nother discussion Mm but uh so but next is defense against the dark arts which is actually a class worth attending now i know lupin's about the best professor we've had i know and i did notice uh that there's an emphasis on how shabbily he's dressed and he's like Mm -hmm. skinny and hungry looking, which I'm not sure if this is in like extra material that I've read or if he talks more about this in later in the book or in later books, but that is very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Deliberate because, because he's an outcast, he is poor and hungry. Like he's meant to be shabby looking because he can't find work 
because he's a werewolf because of the stigma. So it's not just because being a werewolf makes you tired? No. And again, I can't remember where exactly this comes from, but I know that it is talked about that he, I mean, Dumbledore gives him a job and it's fantastic because no one else will give him a job. Yeah. But how would other people know he's a werewolf, though? I feel like he's probably registered or something. A registered werewolf? And how do you hide that? You don't, you have to feel like you have to have some cooperation. And Lupin's very honest. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. No, I mean, it is made a point of, and of course it's something else that that Malfoy mocks, right? Everyone else is in love with Lupin, but Malfoy makes fun of his robes, which is silly. Yeah. What else is silly is a Boggart. Boggart is very silly. (laughs) I was actually just reading a little bit more when J.K. was describing Boggarts, and... It says, like a poltergeist, a bagar is not and never has been truly alive. What the hell is it then? (laughs) It is one of the strange non-beings that populate the magical world, for which there is no equivalent in the muggle realm. Bagarts can be made to disappear, but more bagarts will inevitably arise to take their place. Like poltergeists and the more sinister dementors, they seem to be generated and sustained by human emotions. So, what? Also, poltergeists aren't real? So, Peeves? I guess that's the difference between Peeves and the ghosts, is he was never a person. Then what is he? A non-entity, like you said, which is not very helpful. But clearly existing. I, I don't know. Is there some sort of myth logical creature that we have we could compare it to there's no equivalent in the muggle oh well i suppose you did say that didn't you yeah it did say um and this is just the article on pottermore but that muggles too can feel their presence and may even glimpse them though typically right we write it off that Mm -hmm. it was just our imagination so it seems like they're more of what you might call a phenomenon rather than a creature? Is that a meaningful distinction? Oh. It's almost like thunder's a phenomenon and so is a bogart. Or is that, <laughs> does that work? I, they're almost like as ghosts are to us, they are to witches and wizards, maybe? I don't know. It's, it's always weird, too, because, you know, no one knows... It's a shapeshifter, so it hides out in dark places, and no one knows what it is until it comes out. So what is it? It's just this essence? It's is it like a tree in the forest, and it falls, and no one hears it? Like, does it <laughs> exist? <laughs> Maybe they don't exist, but then, you know, so they're not breeding, but yet it says we can get rid of them, but they come back. They just come into being. Given the correct circumstances, I guess. Yeah. I guess it it must have to do, right, so it, the emphasis is on human emotion. So by humans having fear, that somehow burrs a bogart? Maybe. I mean, it, dementors are kind of similar in that, like, dementors wouldn't survive without uh-huh. negative human emotions. Yeah. I don't know, but I do love the way you get rid of a bogart. It's genius. 
you have to be really prepared. <laughs> yes. Well, luckily a bogger isn't really dangerous. But then everyone seems to be scared of it. Well, though. that's its whole deal is being scary. But, but what it's not like coming if... out of its closet to murder you in the middle of the night. Well, so if your fear was something violent, would it attack you? Would it be? Is it like if you're on the holodeck and the safe settings are on? <laughs> safety settings. Those safety so you... settings are always malfunctioning. <laughs> you know, you get shot, but not really. You know, the bogart stabs you, but not really. Because wh- then where does it go if you're bad if you're bad at laughing at it? What happens to it? I don't know. I, I assume you just run away and then it goes back to its hole. <laughs> Presumably it's not that dangerous that Lupin is letting all the third years. Sure, sure. See it. But, you know, as they're streaming into the staff room, of course, Snape has more insults to throw at Neville. I know. It's so mean. He's just a boy. Yes, this is why it's nice though because Lupin redeems him. Yes, yes. So we immediately like Lupin even better now. Mm-hmm. And then we learned that Neville's greatest fear is Snape. Yes, which is completely understandable. But a little embarrassing. Well, yeah. But I feel like the other option is his grandmother, which is even more embarrassing. <laughs> yes. So instead, we get the lovely combination of the Bogart as Snape in his grandmother's clothes. Yes. And like she wears a, a vulture hat. <laughs> a moth-eaten one. Yeah, well, it's a vulture. It's not going to be in good condition. That's, that's a whole other question about taxidermy. <laughs> Magical taxidermy? Yeah. Oh. So Neville is successful. We run through the various students. You know, Ron, of course, is the spider. Mm-hmm. But then when Bogart turns to Harry, Lupin steps in. Right. And Harry's very offended by this. He is very offended. <laughs> well, he's got this little, like, I fainted and Lupin saved me. And now Lupin thinks I'm weak, yada, yada. I'm not weak. I'm Harry Potter. Yeah. Which, you know, fair point. Though, as we learn, Lupin's point was fair. Yes, but okay, Harry knows that it's going to be a Dementor. He's thinking about this while Lupin's talking about the Bogart. Mm-hmm. But he has no plan for how he's <laughs> going to make the Dementor ridiculous. And I couldn't think of a way to make a Dementor funny. Um, I don't know, you could have it, maybe it's giant lips become a vacuum like a regular vacuum a regular vacuum or maybe it's robe like falls off all scandalous like and it's just like a weirdo skeleton underneath <laughs> yeah that could work i don't know but lupin steps in and we briefly see that his is an, a silvery orb yeah someone was it hermione no she knows someone else makes the comment about like why is he afraid of a crystal ball? No, no. Yeah, but that's actually a kind of a good suggestion, especially in the theme of the books. Of this book, all you know, all about Professor Trelawney and predictions. That he's afraid of the future. I feel like it's a plausible suggestion. Not it, maybe the future, but like, I don't know. Yeah. 
fate predictions or something like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It plays off fairly well, especially when you're dense like me, I feel. <laughs> yes. But again, one of those nice nuggets, knowing what we know and going back, that it's like, ah, uh, yes. And I'm sure many people smarter than us had already figured it out by now. Um, I don't know if you know at this point. That's really the only indication we've had so far. Okay. But once we get to the cha- chapter where Snape is yeah. doing the yeah. the lesson, like, you know. But so then the next chapter is Flight of the Fat Lady. <laughs> um, it reminds me of Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairies. I'm just picturing <laughs> dancing fat ladies. <laughs> so, I mean, we get a nice little recap you know it's still early in the book we're still kind of going to school going to class and we everyone's still in love with lupin you know we're learning all of these cool new magical creatures mm-hmm. that one grin grindylo grindylo you just gotta break their fingers mm-hmm. red kappas mm-hmm. which wait in places where there's been blood which is gross <laughs> again how they sort of come to be in such places is baffling. Yes. Nonetheless. And, you know, we're still not in love with divination because it's kind of fake and it smells weird up there. <laughs> yeah. Although she's got a little posse now. Yes. The Gryffindor ladies are, are really into her and into their inner eye. Yes. Which I can totally see. Mm-hmm. And we also learned that Hagrid has kind of lost his nerve. And we're just flobber worms everywhere. <laughs> and they just feed them. Yeah. Which, part of me is kind of relieved. I mean, it's sad <laughs> that Hagrid is just doing flobber worms, but I'm like, oh, okay, he can't get in trouble. I feel better. No, but then he's not gaining any credibility, which is what you really want. Yeah, I know. But, man, I was really nervous when, <laughs> when Malfoy got attacked. I also think that maybe Lupin and Hagrid should get together. You know, do some creatures together. That would be good. They should lesson plan together. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Quidditch is going to be starting again, and Wood is very intense. Well, it's his last year. Yes, and they better bring it home for him. <laughs> and don't get injured and don't fight Voldemort, Harry. <laughs> cough, cough, Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. And... Then Halloween comes around again on our first Hogsmeade weekend. Mm-hmm. So remember, we've been tracking the Halloween. Always something important always happens. So what we had the troll in the first book. We had the first attack in the second book. I believe so. And now it's happy, lovely for everyone else, except for poor Harry, who yeah. doesn't get to go to Hogsmeade. Yes, and while they're sitting around bemoaning this fact, we have a Crookshanks Scabbers interaction. Mm-hmm. Crookshanks attacking Scabbers. Yes, but Ron says that Scabbers is asleep in his bag. And then Crookshanks, appearing to speak English, <laughs> attacks the bag with Scabbers in it. Which I guess is true. Yes. Okay. And I confess that I was doing a little Crookshanks Googling because I was I was afraid that I was forgetting something really important about Crookshanks. It turns out I just never knew this. Apparently he is half, I might pronounce this wrong, Kiesel, 
N-E-A-Z-L-E. Have you ever heard of this? No, what is that? It, like, it was all over the internet, so I guess I take it as true. <laughs> is a Kiesel is like another species, but can interbreed with cats. And they're just like a very intelligent, magical sort of cat that are like a classify, you know, a restricted sort of breed unless they're interbred with others. And I read the little nugget somewhere. I don't know if it's true, but I read it and I like it. That Mrs. Fig with her cats bred half Kiesels. Uh, well, would, would, uh, oh my goodness, Mrs. Norris also be in that boat? I don't, she does seem a bit uncanny, doesn't she? Yeah, they, like, she can communicate with Filch, basically. Yeah, that would seem reasonable. I'm, I like this, but I will say that's never mentioned in the books. It doesn't make it not true, but it's just, it's weird. I mean, Kirkshanks is kind of alluded to and obviously acts like it has this higher intelligence, which we just sort of buy as a magical creature, as a magical cat. But... It's, so there are full Kiesels that are, like, people in cat form? No, not people. No, 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 no. Just, like, basically cats, but fancier. But smarter. Smarter, yes. Okay. Hmm. And, okay, now I should look this up. So, we also... I'm not sure, is a Kiesel, like, a mythical thing that exists... In or is it a specifically a thing she made up? That does not sound familiar. Granted, I'm bad at mythology, but that that does not seem real. Hmm. So, but we do know that Crookshanks, however he, you know, develops his magic, super smarty pants English speaking superpowers, <laughs> like this is not an accident. Ron's correct. It also means that at this point. Black has already been in communication with Crookshanks. Yeah, you'd think so. And he knows what's up, and he's gonna kill him a rat. <laughs> like, what is the the motivation, then, for Crookshanks? I don't know. His BFF doggy friend told him to kill this rat, and he's like, I like killing rats. Sure, let me kill this rat. <laughs> okay, so it's not like, oh, I know this is a, a bad person rat. Well, let me know. be vengeful. Well, I mean, probably doesn't hurt. But I don't know that he has exacting moral standards. And Ron is also super upset about this. Yes, he is. It's kind of cute. But a little bit dramatic. Like, why? He's 13. He's going to be dramatic. (laughs) But it's a cat. And it's a rat. Like, It's his rat. Do you want something trying to murder your pet? You can stay away from my pets if that's how you think. (laughs) Fine. Fine, fine. Well, okay, then speaking of pets, poor mm-hmm. Pav- I can't say her name. How do you say her name? Pavardi? That's, I switched it, though. Par, no, see, this is bad. We shouldn't be allowed to say their name. Okay. <laughs> Pavardi. Because that's what I want to say is Pavardi, but that, I'm putting the R in the wrong place. Parvati? Oh, okay, <laughs> we're just not going to say it. You know who we're talking about. <laughs> She receives news that her rabbit, Binky, a great name for a rabbit, has died. 
and that this therefore fulfills Trelawney's prophecy that on this such and such a date, the thing that she had been dreading was going to happen. Yes, and she's very upset about this. And Hermione just shoots her right down. Yes, yeah, Hermione's got no sympathy. Because <laughs> she does not buy this divination business, which no. I like. Yes, I do like that. And she's very logical. Well, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't actually die today. You just heard about it today. Yeah, and it's a young rat. Like, why would you be fearing that he was going to die, you know? Yeah. It is, it, it's it's pretty good, Hermione, but jeez, the lady's rabbit just died. Lay off. <laughs> <laughs> right. I guess maybe this is why she doesn't have female friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Can't just sympathize for once. No. And then Ron chimes in. Oh, Hermione doesn't care much about people's pets. <laughs> oh, no. Well, and then they all go off to Hogsmeade. And we, the reader, don't get to go and see Hogsmeade yet, which is sad. I know, but... I, w- I was thinking about that, too. Like, you you hear a, just a little bit secondhand, but we really don't get it until later when Harry goes. Yeah. So we have to stay home with Harry. Bummer. Yes. And he is just kind of bumming around. Though he does, he runs into Lupin. Yes. Who invites him in for some tea. And Harry confronts him about why he couldn't face Bogart. Yeah. Which... I think this is a really awkward scene. Why? You're just, like, chilling with your teacher on a Saturday drinking some tea? <laughs> talking about your cool. angst? Lupin is cool. I know, but he doesn't really know him yet. Yeah. I mean, we... It comes off a little bit that Harry's, like, thinks it's strange. But we also... I mean, it's a, a scene where we gather some important information yes and harry learns that he didn't let him face the bogart because duh harry i thought it would turn into voldemort and that (laughs) seems like a bad idea wait how would you make voldemort look funny i don't he i don't know do you have any good ideas um I think some sort of joke with his lack of nose would That's be good. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> Maybe do like a Pinocchio action on yeah. it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Though, so Harry's a little relieved at this, but as he points out, I was actually afraid of Dementors, which Lupin thinks is wiser. Yes. Being afraid of fear, essentially. Yeah. Maybe Harry's just afraid of fainting. Or being embarrassed. Yes. I think that's his bigger problem is he's afraid of being embarrassed. <laughs> well, you know, he gets the chilly, unhappy feeling. Yeah. You know, he's got some baggage. Yeah. And then while they're having this charming conversation, Snape busts in with his potion. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Lupin sort of covers. He's like, oh, I've been feeling a little sick. And Snape, you know, it's great to be working with Snape, and he's made me this potion. I think Harry's reaction is kind of silly. Harry is sure that Snape is poisoning Lupin. He's <laughs> like, don't drink it. Oh my, like, he's really paranoid that Lupin's going to drink this and be poisoned. Yes. Well, to be fair, Snape has been showing 
since the very beginning, extra hate for Lupin. But why, if he came in to deliver <laughs> the poison potion and saw Harry was there, would he still do it? Probably not. And Snape could poison you without just giving you a potion and saying, <laughs> here, drink this. Yeah. So it's a little weak. Yeah. But it's his really his wolfsbane potion. Yes. And so we get that another little clue, right, that we haven't put together yet. But I'm curious, too. So, you know, Lupin says it's it's good. You know, not many people can actually make this potion. And so it's good that Snape is there and willing to make it for him. What was Lupin doing before? I don't know. Was he just becoming a full-on werewolf? Well, that's what he did at, at school, right? Maybe just, as a boy, you know, it's more manageable. <laughs> I mean, the, Lupin is more responsible now. You wouldn't think he would do that. Or maybe he just, like, gets chained up, like, a la Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> like, where, where Oz just gets put in the cage at school when it's time to turn into a, a werewolf. Yeah, because the potion, he still turns, but it makes it more bearable, right? And yeah, it makes little... him, adopt, like, keep his mind. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think we get any hints that this actually happens, but I imagine that Dumbledore could prepare it. So you think he's been sending it to Lupin for the not past really, how but many years? Not really, but it's maybe at least within the realm of possibility. <laughs> it just seems like, oh, all of a sudden, this is super convenient. I'm so lucky to have this. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'm not sure if he ever talks about this when we get more Lupin... Um... In the coming books. I have to keep an eye out for it. But Lupin, like, brushes off Harry's concern. And well, it, Harry doesn't really show his concern to Lupin, does he? Uh, he does, kind of. And Lupin's just kind of blasé. Mm -hmm. And obviously Lupin knows that he's not poisoning him. <laughs> But it did kind of make me wonder, how does Lupin feel about Snape? Well? Lupin knows that Snape was a Death Eater. But doesn't he also know that he's good? I, okay, obviously he knows that Dumbledore thinks he is. So maybe it's another one of those situations where Dumbledore knows something I don't and that's good enough for me. Because I don't think he knows the whole story the specifics yeah i man my knowledge or my remembrance of all of the intricate details later on is failing me a little bit but i do think lupin's fairly trusting and he's he's a little bit of the peacemaker right so yeah. he's going to be like accepting of Snape, whether it's because Dumbledore says so, or because he's working alongside him, or later they're in the Order, or what have you, like, he's he's not gonna be skeptical or defensive. That's just not him. Yeah. Well, he and leaves I'll, that to Black later in the books, right? Yeah. Well, does he have some indication... Like, who knows about Snape's love of Lily? Well, I think he knew... Like, because they went to school together. Because they went to school together. Yeah. But it's perhaps a bit of a leap 
I don't think you just assume that, well, this love, like, burned in him and then, like, no. eventually turned him from being a Death Eater. Right. Certainly, maybe he has some suspicions about how Harry might feel towards the son of Lily. Um, but, no, I think you're right, is that, you know, obviously Dumbledore thinks he's, you know, he's okay. And that Lupin is the person, is someone to give them the benefit of the doubt. He's not confrontational. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to judge you for your past wrongs. He certainly has been judged a lot. Yeah, and Lupin probably feels a bit bad, too. Even though he tried to be the good boy in school, like being part of the gang that tormented Snape. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he's very suspicious of him, though. No, he's not. Um, after our little tea, tea with the professor... Then, uh, you know, everyone returns from Hogsmeade. Oh, super fun, Harry. Ha ha, you couldn't come. <laughs> and then they have the Halloween feast. Mm-hmm. With the bats flying around, which you earlier declared was disgusting. And unsanitary. And unsanitary, yes. Yep. You know, bats have rabies. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, they get back from the feast to go to the common room. And the fat lady has been defaced. Well, she's gone. And slashed open. Yeah. But who even tells... Oh, Peeves tells us what really happened. Yes. That she's ashamed of herself and that Black tried to get in. Which this this is when I start being afraid of Black. This seems very ominous. Slashing up pictures of the fat lady? That's violent. Yeah, where did that even come from? Well, she wouldn't let him in. And I guess even now, like, it's hard. You gotta remind, I have to remind myself at least, like, he's looking for Scabbers, a.k.a. Peter Pettigrew. Yes. So that hatred, like, it's hard. Without that hatred, it's hard to kind of see Black doing that. But when you remember why he's there... Yeah. Makes a little more sense. Yeah. And there's a line about how, oh, is Black has been on the run. He must not realize that tonight is Halloween. Otherwise, we all would have been in there rather than at the feast. But he knows. But I would presume that he does know when he goes in there when they're not going to be there. Yeah. But you're right. It does. It is a little bit weird to reconcile with, like, the Black we like later with Mm -hmm. this Black. Mm-hmm. But he's always been a bit aggressive, perhaps a bit inconsiderate and impulsive. And he's ma- furious with rage and has nothing to lose. Yeah. How, I mean, how was he expecting that encounter to go? That the fat lady would just let him in? Well, okay. I don't confess to remembering this. I confess to finding it when I was Googling Crookshanks. Okay. <laughs> Is that um crookshanks steals neville's list of passwords okay, that's what i thought but then why doesn't the she, password changed i think she sees him reading off the list she's not oh. dumb oh and she's like nah <laughs> <laughs> wait so if black had named the correct password without revealing the list would the fat lady have just been like, welcome, welcome to the Gryffindor common room? Maybe, but maybe she's been, 
she hears the students talk and maybe she recognized him too or suspected yeah i i think she would have to know portraits are kind of gossipy yeah that's right what else they got to talk about yeah Yeah, so maybe she's just being a noble defender yeah i think she was and look where it got her (laughs) defaced defaced yes and he she has to be replaced with that idiot knight which just does not go very well. No, not for anyone really. Yeah, not a not a good guardian. Now, after this incident, the Potter watch is upped. <laughs> Wait, but during what? Well, like after this happens, one of the best things happens. Oh, that's right. <laughs> they all get to have a giant sleepover in the Great Hall. And I think that's wonderful. Like, that's all I ever want. Yes, yes. I did like that. Dumbledore has got some powerful magic. He's just, like, conjuring up hundreds of sleeping bags at once. Isn't it funny, though, that it's never... So he's procuring these things from seemingly nothing. And I know there are, you know, certain things that can and cannot be procured. However, it's not bright, shiny, new sleeping bags. It's old, dusty, smelly ones. They're purple. Like, where do those exist in the, the, like, where do those come from? I don't know. Why like that? I don't know. For a more authentic sleepover feel. Or does it reflect Dumbledore's personality somehow? I don't know. <laughs> but yes, so they all get to hang out in the Great Hall, and it sounds lovely, and of course they're all chatty, and Percy yes. gets to be Percy. Oh yes, he is loving this. Mm-hmm. And then we get to we overhear that Snape suspects that Lupin helped Black into the castle. Yeah, Snape is the one not trusting of him. We're all guessing it the other way, but Snape is not buying that. Well, and obviously he has an unreasonable hatred of Lupin, but Lupin was Black's friend. But if if everyone is under the assumption that Black is after Harry, Snape would, like, why would Lupin let Black in for that end? Like, why would Snape be suspicious of that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he hates him. Okay. He doesn't need a reason beyond okay. that. Hmm. But yeah, then this leads, you know, teachers to be following Harry around. Well, and McGonagall finally breaks it to him. Or is going to, and then Harry's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. And she considers telling that that he can't practice Quidditch. (laughs) Right. Which is obviously not going to happen. Because McGonagall likes Quidditch. Yes, so she backs down from that fairly quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But our upcoming Quidditch match is supposed to be against the Slytherins. But they back out because, oh, our poor Seeker has a broken arm. Big crybaby. But they don't want to play in the rain. Yeah, they don't want to play in the rain. And I think Malfoy's probably just afraid. He doesn't want to play Harry. It didn't go so well for him before. <laughs> well, they'll have to play each other eventually. Yeah, so they play Hufflepuff in the pouring rain... Mm-hmm. And it's not going particularly well. Well, it's hard when you can't see. Yes. 
And, but he does see a black dog in the stands. Which we know is serious. Yes. But to Harry's mind, it's the grim. Well, and it doesn't help that after that, the Dementors come and he falls off. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the Dementors are crowd the pitch. Harry loses it and falls like 50 feet and everyone thinks he's dead. Yeah. If he wasn't embarrassed before. Yes. That is quite embarrassing. Yeah. So, and not only does he faint in front of everyone, but he loses the match to Hufflepuff. Yeah. Which is unspeakable. At <laughs> least to Wood. At least to, oh, yes. What is, there's a great line from Fred, I think, who's like, yeah, he's still in the showers. We think he's trying to drown himself. Oh, yes. So <laughs> uh, the perspective, right? Like, And it's kind of nice. So even against crazy odds and through ridiculous means, Harry has won, sing, basically single-handedly won them every single match in the first two years. Mm-hmm. Right? You know, falling off his bucking broom, catching it in his mouth, all of that. And here's the one time he doesn't catch it as he's fainting. He faints. They lose. That's it. Yeah. I did kind of like that. Although I think I I might have liked it even more if he just straight up lost. Not to fainting. Just just lost. Like Cedric just got it yes. for him. Yeah. But uh, Cedric. Here. I mean Cedric. This is Cedric's first appearance in the books. Mm-hmm. And. He's the seeker, Mm -hmm. and he catches the snitch, and so then, therefore, wins the game fair and square. He catches it right before Harry falls, and then he tries to give the win back. Yeah. Because he didn't realize what was happening when he was catching the snitch. So, Cedric is very noble, as we know. This is our first hint of that. He's a good guy. Yeah. Too bad everyone hates him. I guess more people hate Harry in the fourth book. Yeah, people are, people like Cedric. Well, he's good looking. Mm-hmm. He's nice and good looking. And then he's dead. <laughs> Way to just bring that crashing down. Well, you can't be nice, good looking, and alive forever. That would be too much. <laughs> At least not in Harry's show, right? It's yeah, that's him. right. <laughs> Though, to add insult to injury, then we learn that his lovely broomstick flew off (laughs) and hit the Whomping Willow. So sad. It's destroyed. Splinters. Oh, we just skipped a whole section. Yeah, I know. We were going to come back to it. Oops. (laughs) We skipped the whole section where stupid Snape is teaching defense against the dark arts because Lupin's busy being a werewolf. Yeah, we were on a Quidditch theme, but it is important important to point out. Snape comes in and gets to be a jerk in Lupin's classroom as well. Jerk. And says how they don't know anything, Lupin's a terrible teacher, and you should know all about werewolves and write me an essay about it. Yes. Let's learn about werewolves right now, you stupid idiots. Mm-hmm. So... Does Hermione know at this? She must know at this point. Oh, yeah. She knows. Yeah. Well, really, kind of the kids are... I feel as me as a reader was a stupid idiot if I didn't get it by now. 
right? I don't see. I don't think it's obvious. Like, sure, there are, are pointers, but again, like we have no basis for knowing werewolves. Like that, those are creatures that are creatures that could also be your professor. Like that, they can have normal lives because that is pretty rare, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That I don't feel dumb for not knowing it. Oh. I'm sure many readers suspected at this scene, though, right? Well, that's no fun. Okay. (laughs) Be dumber. (laughs) But Snape is clearly trying to make the class realize, yo, your professor's a werewolf. Tell your moms and dads and get them kicked out. Which is not very nice. No, it's not nice. Why does Snape want to be defense against the Dark Arts teacher? Is that even true, though? Oh, you think it's not true? Well, maybe. I've I've never... No, he does. There's a scene that we see, maybe even in the pensive, although I can't remember, about Snape asking Dumbledore to have that job. And Dumbledore denying him. Because, yo, it's the dark arts and you used to be <laughs> really into that. <laughs> it's weird because it seems like... Snape also has this expressed love affair with potions and how it's this delicate art and he likes being better at it than other people. Yeah. So maybe he just thinks he'd also be better at defense against the dark arts, too. Well, he's a very talented wizard. Yeah. He's accomplished at occumency. I'm sure he is very good at defense against the dark arts. He's a great liar and <laughs> a fantastic at making potions. A nice resume. Yeah, I just I'm not sure I understand why he wants to be the defense against dark arts teacher, unless it's to like redeem himself. But I don't really yeah, see that from Snape. Yeah, no, just to relive the glory days or to get kind of like the the moody way, you know, where you you teach him, show him the evil. Oh, but in a less good-hearted way. <laughs> Because traumatizing your students with deadly curses is very good-hearted. <laughs> He's trying to prepare them. Except so he maybe... wasn't really Man-Eye Moody when he was doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a weird Shh. thing we'll get to. Yeah. <laughs> but, or, maybe in the Salazar way, right, that to redeem these as, like, we've labeled them as the dark arts, but really, they are important branches and practices of magic that should be revered and learned to be done well and you can you know say they're bad or use them for good or evil or what have you but like this like to really to honor and revere the art itself Mm. maybe i can see that that he still has a certain appreciation for the things that that sort of realm can do yeah i mean he learns to fly like a bat for goodness sakes what? Don't you when he makes his escape <laughs> from pushing Dumbledore, spoilers, Dumbledore dies. <laughs> he he escape he flies. You don't remember this? Okay, I man, these end books are just gonna be like reading them the first time. <laughs> There's so much. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, he I believe straight you, up but flies I... like a bat. <laughs> like how 
So, like, Snape has all these cool things, Dumbledore has all these cool things, like, how do you, how does one have those? Like, how do you learn to do that? Are you just, like, one day, like, ooh, let me think really hard and jump off a building? <laughs> let me think really hard and jump off. I feel like every kid has tried that, right? Believe you can fly and it'll happen. <laughs> well, it, maybe if you've got some magic in you, it does. Yeah, I think it does. And Snape obviously does. He's, you know, he's a mean, mean man, but he's very talented. <laughs> yeah. I I wonder, I'm trying to think, is this... Okay, besides the fact when he's, like, headmaster of Hogwarts and being all fake Terrible. evil, yeah. is this the worst Snape? The worst Snape of any of the books? Is that this book where he's just the most infuriating? I was thinking about that, too, in these chapters... Um, at least in class, it kind of seems like that. Like, we see some of the worst of that just everyday occurrence. Yeah. Well, and when he's, um, asking all these questions and telling the class that they're idiots, of course, Hermione knows the answer. Mm -hmm. And then tells her, then calls her a know-it-all. Yeah. So, he's a hypocrite. Yes, but I do like that Ron stands up for her. Mm-hmm. Who, who, Ron, who's, you know, made Hermione cry for calling her a know-it-all. <laughs> is like, well, if you didn't want to know the answer, why are you asking? <laughs> no, Ron's her friend, so he can say that. Yeah, that's right. Only I can tell Hermione she's insufferable. <laughs> so, next week, we are going to hit on some iconic uh, items of Harry Potter. Because our chapters are called... Marauder's Map, Firebolt, and the Patronus. Oh, very nice. So some things to dig into there. Mm-hmm. So come back next time where we're reading chapters 10, 11, and 12. Uh, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at, at WeirdSistersPod. Uh, and you can rate and review us on iTunes if you want to say something nice. If you want to say something <laughs> mean, please don't. Well, <laughs> I don't know if that's allowed, if you can really dictate that. I said, okay. ple- I said please. It was okay. a request. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.